Good morning. My name is Mike, and I make this podcast because I like to learn and create new things, and because I'm trying to help get the word out about something else that I've created called the Flex Deck. The Flex Deck is a single deck of multi-purpose cards that lets you play dominoes, word games, and your traditional poker or rummy, all in one convenient deck of playing cards. If you like games or you'd like to support this podcast, I hope you'll check us out at flexdeckplayingcards.com. Today, I'm reading the Everglades National Park article from Wikipedia, the free encyclopedia. That website and this podcast are the places to go to for the questions, not the answers. For the answers, I encourage you to support your local library. Ecosystems. At the turn of the 20th century, common concepts of what should be protected in national parks invariably included formidable geologic features like mountains, geysers, or canyons. As Florida's population began to grow significantly and urban areas near the Everglades were developed, proponents of the park's establishment faced difficulty in persuading the federal government and the people of Florida that the subtle and constantly shifting ecosystems in the Everglades were just as worthy of protection. When the park was established in 1947, it became the first area within the U.S. to protect flora and fauna native to a region as opposed to geologic scenery. The National Park Service recognizes nine distinct interdependent ecosystems within the park that constantly shift in size owing to the amount of water present and other environmental factors. Freshwater Sloughs and Marl Prairies Freshwater sloughs are perhaps the most common ecosystem associated with Everglades National Park. These drainage channels are characterized by low-lying areas covered in freshwater, flowing at an almost imperceptible 100 feet or 30 meters per day. Shark River Slough and Taylor Slough are significant features of the park. Sawgrass growing to a height of 6 feet or 1.8 meters or more and broad-leaved marsh plants are so prominent in this region that they gave the Everglades its nickname, quote-unquote, River of Grass. Cemented in the public imagination in the title for Marjorie Stoneman Douglas's book from 1947, which culminated years of her advocacy for considering the Everglades ecosystem as more than a quote-unquote swamp. Excellent feeding locations for birds. Slows in the Everglades attract a great variety of waders, such as herons, egrets, rosette spoonbills, ibises, and brown pelicans, as well as limpkins and snail kites that eat apple snails, which in turn feed on the sawgrass. The sloughs' availability of fish, amphibians, and young birds attract a variety of freshwater turtles, alligator, water moccasin, and eastern diamondback rattlesnake. Freshwater marl prairies are similar to sloughs, but lack the slow movement of surface water. Instead, water seeps through a calcitric mud called marl. Algae and other microscopic organisms form periphytone, which attaches to limestone. When it does, it dries into a gray mud. Sawgrass and other water plants grow shorter in freshwater marl than they do in peat. 
the other type of soil in the Everglades, which is found where water remains present longer throughout the year. Marl prairies are usually underwater from three to seven months of the year, whereas sloughs may remain submerged for longer than nine months and sometimes remain underwater from one year to the next. Sawgrass may dominate sloughs, creating a monoculture. Other grasses, such as a mooly grass and broad-leafed water plants can be found in marl prairies. Animals living in the freshwater sloughs also inhabit marl prairies. Marl prairies may go dry in some parts of the year. Alligators play a vital role in maintaining life in remote parts of the Everglades by burrowing in the mud during the dry season, creating pools of water where fish and amphibians survive from one year to the next. Alligator holes also attract other animals who congregate to feed on smaller prey. When the region floods again during the wet season, the fish and amphibians, which were sustained in the alligator holes, then repopulate freshwater marl prairies. Tropical Hardwood Hammocks Hammocks are often the only dry land within the park. They rise several inches above the grass-covered river and are dominated by diverse plant life, consisting of subtropical and tropical trees, such as large southern live oaks. Trees often form canopies, under which animals thrive amongst shrub bushes of wild coffee, white indigo berry, poison wood, and saw palmetto. The park features thousands of these tree islands amid sloughs, which often form a shape of a teardrop when seen from above because of the slowly moving water around them, but they can also be found in pineland and mangroves. Trees in the Everglades, including wild tamarind and gumbo limbo, rarely grow higher than 50 feet or 15 meters because of wind, fire, and climate. The plant growth around the hammock base is nearly impenetrable. Beneath the canopy hammocks is an ideal habitat for animals. Reptiles, such as various species of snake and animal, and amphibians, such as the American green tree frog, live in the hardwood hammocks. Birds, such as barred owls, woodpeckers, northern cardinals, and southern bald eagles, nest in hammock trees. Mammal species living in hardwood hammocks include black bears, red foxes, minks, marsh rabbits, gray foxes, white-tailed deer, and the rare, critically endangered Florida panther. Pineland. Miami-Dade County was once covered in 186,000 acres of pine rockland forests, but most of it was harvested by the lumber industry. Pineland ecosystems, or pine rocklands, are characterized by shallow, dry, sandy loam over a limestone substrate covered almost exclusively by slash pines. Trees in this ecosystem grow in solution holes, where the soft limestone has worn away and filled with soil, allowing plants to take hold. Pinelands require regular maintenance by fire to ensure their existence. South Florida slash pines are uniquely adapted to promote fire 
by dropping a large amount of dried pine needles and shedding dry bark. Pine cones require heat from fires to open, allowing seeds to disperse and take hold. The trunks and roots of slash pines are resistant to fire. Prescribed burns in these areas take place every three to seven years. Without regular fires, hardwood trees begin to grow in this region, and pinelands become recharacterized as mixed swamp forests. Most plants in the area bloom around 16 weeks after a fire. Nearly all pinelands have an understory of palm shrubs and a diverse ground covering of wild herbs. Pine rocklands are considered one of the most threatened habitats in Florida. Less than 4,000 acres of pineland exist outside the park. Within the park, 20,000 acres of pineland are protected. A variety of animal species meet their needs for food, shelter, nesting, and rooking in pine rocklands. Woodpeckers, eastern meadow larks, loggerhead shrikes, grackles, and northern mockingbirds are commonly found in pinelands. Black bears and Florida panthers also live in this habitat. Cypress and mangrove. Cypress trees are conifers that are adapted to live in standing fresh water. They grow in compact structures called cypress domes and in long strands over limestone. Water levels may fluctuate dramatically around cypress domes and strands, so cypresses develop quote-unquote knees that protrude from the water at high levels to provide oxygen for the root systems. Dwarf cypress trees grow in drier areas with poorer soil. Epiphorites, such as bromelads, Spanish moths, orchids, and ferns grow in the branches and trunks of cypress trees. Everglades National Park features 25 species of orchids. Tall cypress trees provide excellent nesting areas for birds, including wild turkey, ibis, herons, egrets, anhingas, and belted kingfisher. Mammals in cypress regions include white-tailed deer, squirrels, raccoons, opossums, skunks, swamp rabbits, river otters, and bobcats, as well as small rodents. Mangrove trees cover the coastlines of South Florida, sometimes growing inland depending on the amount of saltwater present within the Everglades ecosystems. During drier years, when less freshwater flows to the coast, mangroves will appear among freshwater plants. When rain is abundant, sawgrass and other freshwater plants may be found closer to the coast. Three species of mangrove trees, red, black, and white, can be found in the Everglades. With a high tolerance of saltwater, winds, extreme tides, high temperatures, and muddy soils, mangrove trees are uniquely adapted to extreme conditions. They act as nurseries for many marine and bird species. They are also Florida's first defense against the destructive forces of hurricanes, absorbing floodwaters and preventing coastal erosion. The mangrove system in the Everglades National Park is the largest continuous system of mangroves in the world. Within the Florida mangrove systems, live 220 species of fish and a variety of crabs, crayfish, shrimp, mollusks, 
and other invertebrates, which serve as the main source of food for many birds. Dozens of bird species use mangroves as nurseries and food stores, including pelicans, grebes, tricolored herons, gulls, terns, hawks, and kites, and arboreal birds like mangrove cuckoos, yellow wobblers, and white-crowned pigeons. The mangroves also support 24 species of amphibians and reptiles, and 18 species of mammals, including the endangered green turtle, hawksbill turtle, and West Indian manatee. Coastal lowlands, or wet prairies, are saltwater marshes that absorb marine water when it gets high, or freshwater when rains are heavy. Floods occur during hurricane and tropical storm surges when ocean water can rise several feet over the land. Heavy wet seasons also cause floods when rain from the north flows into the Everglades. Few trees can survive in the conditions of this region, but plants, succulents like saltwort and glasswort, tolerate salt, brackish water, and desert conditions. Animal life in this zone is dependent upon the amount of water present, but commonly found animals include Cape Sable Seaside Sparrow, Everglades Snail Kite, Wood Stork, Eastern Indigo Snake, and small mammals such as rats, mice, and rabbits. Marine and Estuarine The largest body of water within the park is Florida Bay, which extends from the mangrove swamps of the mainland's southern tip to the Florida Keys. Over 800 miles, or 2,100 kilometers squared, of marine ecosystem lies in this range. Coral, sponges, and seagrasses serve as shelter and food for crustaceans and mollusks, which in turn are the primary food source for larger marine animals. Sharks, stingrays, and barracudas also live in this ecosystem, as do larger species of fish that attract sport fishing. Pelicans, shorebirds, terns, and black skimmers are among the birds frequenting park shorelines. The bay also has its own resident population of bottlenose dolphin. Well, that'll make this and that for now. This is Mike with FlexDeckPlayingCards.com. Thanks as always for listening. My apologies for my mistakes and mispronunciations that I may have made. The words are not my own. This is just a reading of Wikipedia. If you'd like to support this podcast, again, I hope you'll visit our website, or if you can leave a positive rating on whatever service it is that you're listening to this, we'd very much appreciate it. Thanks so much. Have a great day.